<clears throat> okay. Anything else before we start? You're a little bit robot to me, Mike. Is that the case? He's for a else? lot robot Okay. Yeah. Okay. Y'all want me to leave and come back? Um, Get out of here. Yeah, try it. <laughs> it's like Harry and okay. the Hendersons. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So sad. It's for your own good. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. We are the talking dead to TBTL's walking dead, and never has that analogy been more apt than this week when TBTL showed very few signs of life. But to honor our commitment, we're here to recap it for you anyway, and to help uh, with that, it's a reunion of the old I-35 crew. I am, of course... Michael Andrew Frizzell, a.k.a. The Jail Dude, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. My co-host, starting with the one who got away to the Eastern Time Zone Boo. from Hodges Sabaro Studios <laughs> in Lincoln Park, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning. I live in the future compared to you. <laughs> That's right. You saw the sun up before yep. we did because you're so cool. And from Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with the Plan Lundholm. How's the weather up there, Anne? It's cold. It's so yeah, cold. Get those gutter warmers going. I plugged uh, them in yesterday. What's a gutter warmer? There you go. What's a gutter warmer? Oh, you, you don't know about those? No. We talked about them extensively, and Mike was very fascinated <laughs> because he'd never heard any of them. It, they're also the called are wired. heating coils or heating trace tapes, and you put them up on your roof, and you plug them in, and it melts the snow so that you don't oh. form ice dams, which then um, back up and flood your house. Oh. They they can be really destructive. My sister had to uh, replace an entire line of gutters on her house because the ice, the weight of the ice pulled them off of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord in heaven. Yeah. They, the most like north I've ever lived was I lived in San Francisco and that was like you know kind of chilly. <laughs> and I lived in <laughs> I lived in Memphis and that was you know it had we I mean Amy told us it snowed. It but... got brisk. It got brisk. <laughs> but here's That's... the thing about San Francisco is it is so damp there. Yes, it is. That yeah. Every time I go visit, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so cold. And I yeah. started thinking once I was like, you know what. 50 degrees in San Francisco is colder than 30 degrees in Minneapolis. And then I went home and I stepped out into the airport parking lot and I was like, nope, this is colder. (laughs) (laughs) There's just no like... Back to San Francisco. There's no difference. I mean, occasionally it can get warm or chilly, I guess, in San Francisco, but it is. It's always like 55 degrees Mm -hmm. and somewhat overcast, like almost constantly. I went to a baseball game there once when I was a kid and... And it was a uh, uh, out at Candlestick, and it was a uh, was on Candlestick Point, which is right out on the water. And the game lasted till like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. And we were dressed for hey vacation, it's summertime. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was the only thing that ever made me and my brother close before we finally like, 
reconciled when I was 16. It's like we gathered together for warmth in there. So I, I get that about San Francisco. But the voice that you've heard pre-introduction <laughs> from Come Sail Away Studios in trendy South Austin. It's Hillary the H-Bond Livingston Butler. Happy birthday month, uh, Hillary. It continues. It's still Scorpio season. So, I mean, I guess it still counts. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to find a way to keep it going. Keep Once it going. we've gotten past the hump of like November 27th, I'm good. I'm out of birthday season. But <laughs> thank you very much. Good morning, y'all. Uh, well, uh, this week was really special, not just in the fact that the guys got up early and did the show at Sunrise in Western Washington. The shows were long. Uh, so but I can't remember a week that was more tedious and more deeply uninteresting, <laughs> unless you are a sharpshooter. Long and pointless. <laughs> then it was a fun week for you if you're a sharpshooter, so we will handle our business. I actually have a, a serious, I need to take Luke's head completely off on uh, Friday. Um, we'll handle our business, recap the episodes such as they were, keep our house as tight as we can, and let you know how to get involved. And with that... Uh, is that you handling the business as usual, Anne? It is me handling the business as usual. Uh, we all know that we and probably the listeners are all collectively more interested in the animals of LRB than in the people <laughs> of LRB. So let's start with that update uh, from the cutest cat, sorry, Percy, that ever did live. What's up with Bear, <laughs> Meredith? <laughs> Bear is turning into a little teenager. I, I Every morning I wake up and I'm sad because he's gotten bigger overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He's got these gangly teenager legs now and he can, he can climb and jump and um, uh, do all sorts of stuff. He's getting more and more independent and that's kind of nice. I, I moved his, uh, his crate out of my bedroom. I'm going to try tonight to have him sleep, you know, keep the door shut so I can get a full night of sleep for once. I don't think I've had that since I got him. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that right now. Um, you know, he's eight weeks old yet, so he hasn't, he hasn't been fixed. Um, and it's cold. It's been snowing all morning and, uh, he's really getting into the winter spirit. He's, he's right now laying in front of the heat vent, um, behind me, uh, on his back, legs spread, uh, nuts toward the heat. So he's really, (laughs) he's really toasting it up. So right typical guy is what you're saying. Yeah, Not he's enjoying. I'm, I'm glad he's enjoying him while he can. You know, <laughs> he's bear spreading. Yeah, right he is. But it's not infringing on anyone else's personal space, so I'm not going to stop him. Well, Percy has been. Uh, he he is definitely a teenager. I think he's about 16 weeks now. He got fixed four weeks ago, the day we got him. But it didn't slow him down one bit. Uh, he he gets into a lot of trouble. He likes it whenever anything falls on the floor, which I hate because I like to keep my floors clean. But who has the heart to take away, you know, uh, Baskin Robbins ice cream um, wrapper away from the guy when he's having? So well, but much it's fun. it's it's also kind of disheartening. Like Bear does this all the time too, and I'm like, why do I buy you toys? Like. He wants to play oh, with yeah, my yeah. socks is the thing he wants to play with the most or balled mm-hmm. up piece of paper or a paper clip or, you know, he's using um, the special litter I think I talked about before. It's like uh, compressed paper. 
um, because he can't eat it and hurt himself like he could with clay litter. And he likes to play with those mm. things because they're pretty big. So he'll bat them out of his litter box and chase them around the uh. house. And I'm like, oh, great. We started calling them pea sticks. It's like, oh, he's playing with a pea stick again. <laughs> Why do I buy him anything? Yeah, we haven't invested in a lot of toys for for him because he's just so occupied with everything else. But um, this morning, two things uh one he likes to try to make a nest in Emily's hair uh which is tempting for all of us cuz she has such a beautiful big head of hair but <coughs> he really gets in there and um so i every once in a while and you may hear this on the show today she will exclaim from the other room as he's pounced in there and is trying to get get a nest going and this morning in particular he 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 and Edith battle a lot. I mean, they're just constantly, like, wrestling up and down the house. Well, today, this morning, they were at the dining room table. And, and uh, one, uh, I think Edith was on top. And then and then uh, Percy was on, on a chair beneath. And he was also on the floor sometimes. And then he was occasionally making appearances on the top. And it just reminded me of that, like, 3d chess that they used to play in like star trek the next generation um but just with morons right you know? um, and you know this it it looks cool it looks like something's happening but you you realize they don't know what's happening and everything's a surprise to them and all they're going to do is make a mess and um i always thought that that game was probably bullshit i mean probably the fans of the show have figured out a way to play that game that makes sense but i think when they were making that show they were just like just move a piece and then just keep having your conversation or something i don't know any any uh tng heads in the group here that can tell me if that was a real game i'll have to check with my dad yeah michael's on oh he's too. a big yeah uh, yeah okay mike let us know <laughs> all right and i have a uh, rare double stump date one involves my actual uh stumps i've got my more or less final equipment on Friday. So I have the um, vacuum system and I have some new uh, baskets that are a stylish black. And um, I'm not going to need new baskets for a while. I'm, my legs will continue to shrink and I'll eventually get, you know, need need more, need, need a new set. But fitting very tight and very cool. Um, Percy has cost me some money, though, because he has compromised the vacuum system. Oh, yeah, you mentioned no. that earlier this week. What is he doing? Uh, he climbs, you know, like if I'm holding his food, he climbs my oh, leg. Yeah. And yeah. and I I think Bear's getting the the hang of this now. He just he just he sees something he wants and just leaps at mm-hmm. it and just trusts that he'll be able to claw his way up sure. to get it, you know, whether that's climbing on a bed or climbing a curtain all all the way to the ceiling or whatever they want to do and he happens to be climbing me because I'm I have his food or I um, some comfort from an Edith storm or something. And, you know, so that's, that's going to cost me and my insurance company every time he does that. So <laughs> the second stump date, um, it's a long time coming. I signed an offer sheet for a job. Uh, what? What? On Monday. So I will be back to work. Uh, as you hear this, if you get this on the day it comes out, I'll be back to work in a week. I'll be back to work a week from Monday. So I don't 
want to give out a lot of details right now because you know the the job is something now and could be more later but um but it's it's going to be fun to get back to work. I'll be working remotely from the mountain room. Going to get a little office set up here. Uh laptop is on the way and and I'll be I'll be uh back working proving that um Trump's right. He's bringing us all the jabs. <laughs> jabs. Mike, how did you keep this a secret from us Seriously? for so long? I'm shocked. Well, I've, I've been interviewing for a few weeks and I didn't want to like say, hey, I've been interviewing, you know, and then not get it. So I wanted to wait until I'd actually signed on the dotted line and, and I'm set to go. Well, so, that shows a lot of restraint <clears throat> because I've been just like gushing about the house that I'm going to buy. I haven't even gone to see it yet. <laughs> so I'm impressed. You haven't even, <laughs> you just clicked on it. Yep. <laughs> like, Here it is, guys. Congratulations. Though. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, you know, finally got back completely on my feet and, and, you know, was feeling good. And then, you know, Emily, she beat her thing and she went back to work and I just, she never tacitly said it or even looked at me askance. But I mean, I was like, well, uh, I should probably be doing something. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I bet it feels really good. So. So we have to keep this, you know, a little bit mysterious for a while until you get established. But I'm trying to think of which positions in the Trump administration are opening <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's possibly well, Homeland the, sec- oh, Security. Yeah, Christian's going to be gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I wanted to be John DA, Kelly's but El Chapo got that one. So Well, the AG um, is, is only temporary. Right. And listen, you're just as qualified as that guy is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Minus the law degree. I think that you're actually like way more, have way more integrity than just that. go past the bar real quick and take it. Well, I always, I've, I've said from the beginning of this administration that there isn't a single guy that I went to prison with, even guys that hated me, punched me, uh, wanted to kill me that I wouldn't be more comfortable with than the current president of the United States. Did you, did you see that it, yesterday he said that like the reason why there were forest fires because we like didn't sweep the Yeah, they forest. didn't rake enough. <laughs> oh, we didn't sweep? So okay. Only we did Well, then I, I'd be great because I sweep all the time. I, there's, that's all I do is I look at the floor and go, oh, that, that needs sweeping, I, you know. Like there, there comes a day sometimes when, when I don't feel like sweeping and I just swept the night before, but then I'll see like the cat ran through and dropped a patch of fur or ginger sat somewhere and there's just a little bit of fur and then I'll go, okay, I'll just grab that. And then next thing you know, I've swept the whole house because you can't sweep one fucking patch of the house. And I will bring that commitment to California. I won't just sweep one part of the state. That's his new job. He's going to be the Roomba for the forests of California. So when a forest fire actually starts, you could put it out by peeing on it, but that's how clean, that's how clean my forest is going to be. So. The best. Wow, forest. that's great. Uh, that's my new job. I guess I, I the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's very exciting, uh, Hillary. You also have some exciting news, and that's that you're kind of turning into Andrew Walsh. I think with your grumpiness I, about people. I I think I am. I'm usually like Andrew. Like 
not everything's going to be perfect in your perfect little world of everything being just so. But yesterday I had not one, not two, but three instances of people inappropriately using their like speakers on their phones. Um, so and on Saturday mornings, I usually go to the YMCA by my house and I go to a class. And then when I'm done with the class, I go like stretch or whatever. And um, or, like there's a little stretching area and then there's a track that goes around it. So people are, it's small, but people are, you know, running around it. So you see them over and over again. This like 61 year old woman was listening to come sail away uh, <laughs> out loud with no headphones and just like, it would go like, come sail away. And then it would like fade and then come, <laughs> come sail away. And I don't know in what world she thinks that that's a part. Like, I'm sorry that you forgot your headphones. Like that sucks. I don't like to work out without music or whatever, but Sometimes you have to make that sacrifice of just like, <laughs> she wasn't even running. She was like power walking. So I don't, anyway, that was number one. And I was like, oh my almost... God, this is really is hell. <laughs> I was almost so like shocked that it was funny. Like it was just like, it was astounding to me that she would think that was appropriate. But, um, you know. Well, the age demo really checks out because yes. she would have been yes. in her like early 20s. <laughs> When that shit was happening, because like, I was I was a young uh, preteen or or teen, and when that stuff was coming out, and I thought this is the coolest, most adult <laughs> fucking song I ever heard. And by the time I was sixteen, I was like, oh my god, that's fucking lame. Well, but, I was thinking like that would be a song I wouldn't listen to it, but that would be like a song me listening to I don't know Britney Spears or NSYNC or something, and I'm listening to it mm-hmm. on my headphones, and I'm like, ugh, I'm right? really jamming out to this, but I do not want my headphones to come out because I'd be so embarrassed <laughs> if somebody heard this. Right, 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 right. It's okay to love it, but. Know that you look like a nerd. <laughs> and also, like, it's infringing on everybody else. Whatever. Uh, second, yeah. minor events. I just don't understand this. And this is where my Andrew really comes out. As I was at Target with Rory looking at stupid toys. And um, this woman was shopping for toys, I guess, for somebody. But she was either on FaceTime or speakerphone. And it was just out loud. Like, which one do you want? And the person's responding. And I'm like, I don't understand how you think that this is appropriate like why do you think everybody else wants to hear this like just be on your phone or have headphones in I I don't know it was just an odd and I really like I'm sensitive to noise like the my strongest sense is my hearing like I, I have really good hearing so when there's extra noise around it just there's already enough kids crying in Target there's already enough people chitter chattering away why do we need to add some shitty FaceTime into it anyway and then the last um infraction uh i made dave go see a star is born last night because i wanted to see it again and he hadn't seen it yet so but since it's you know like um two months old or something at this point it's only playing in a handful of theaters and one of them was not a draft house so we went to this regal that is near my house which is a chain here oh no not the regal (laughs) okay so the thing is they have like nice seats they have the relaxy seats which great but it is definitely more loosey-goosey as far as texting and being on your phone. I mean, the the draft house will execute you if you are, mm-hmm. you know, on your phone. So I have, when I go to the draft house, I have... They the, should have stocks in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, they should. You have to stay there until the movie lets out and everyone can look at you and you, feel better about it. Yeah, you can you can sip your mead if someone decides to hold it up to your lips. Um, but this, I... 
I go to the draft house and I feel really comforted by the fact that it's, I'm not going to be stressed out about people talking or texting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at the Regal, this woman came and sat next to me at the very last minute. She smelled like patchouli, which, fine. Ugh. And... I know. It was, and she, no, no, fine. No, no. She, I, again, she was probably 61. She had a tray full of food. Again, why are you buying a hot dog? I don't know. Whatever. And then, um, and then, you know, we're watching it and she just starts texting on her phone. I mean, luckily I'd already seen it. So I wasn't like, oh my God, you're ruining this for me. But, and not only was she texting full bright screen and she had the like click, 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 click on her phone. So it wasn't like texting. No. It was like, tick, 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 tick. and then I could hear it vibrating in her phone. And I'm like, you better not bitch. You better not get that out. And she sort of tapered off by the end, but it was just like the gall of somebody thinking they're so much more important than everybody else that's watching this movie. But the problem is, is me going to this other theater. I didn't really feel empowered. Like I do at the draft house to like <laughs> raise the white flag and say like, you know, kick this lady mm-hmm. out there. I just feel like she'd be like, what the fuck? You know, this is, I can tag I'm like you. a refill on my diet Coke <laughs> yeah, and exactly. put this person in the stocks, please. Anyway, that was my grumpy Saturday. I just was astounded at how oblivious and rude people are. And I generally go through life thinking people like have good intentions because I'm naive. Women, am I right? <laughs> I mean, come on. But yeah, these three, I was like, nope, they don't give a fuck. Like this is their world and we're just living in it. So anyway, that was uh-huh. my, my grumpy Andrew update. I truly think that people just don't realize. I think they're so clueless. I guess it's not an I don't care. It's just nobody ever thinks about it. It's so weird to me. I'm not that like nice of a person, but I would die. I don't even (laughs) like to have a conversation on my cell phone, like in a public place. Cause I'm like, no, no, like not everybody needs to hear me talking all the time. I mean, except people, listeners of LRB, nobody needs to hear me talking. (laughs) I had the same experience. It's also a violation of the other person too. I had the same experience just the other day. I was at, I was at Nordstrom, I think, and I was wa- like, this woman was just walking around shopping and she was having a conversation with what sounded like her nanny or something. Like, who's going to pick up Cecilia, blah, 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 you know, and she's just, but there's no reason for her to be, there's no reason for her to be on speakerphone. Put the phone to your ear. She's holding yes. it to her mouth. It's not that much harder to like put it, you know, rotate it 90 degrees and put it to your ear and just talk like a human being. But she has to put it on speaker and blast the volume so everyone can hear this conversation it's just it is kind of mind-boggling i gave her a look i mean i don't know how you approach this or how you how you let somebody know that you disapprove of their actions when this is going on but i didn't make any expression i just stared at her for a little bit longer than maybe was comfortable and she stopped (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 mission accomplished my my favorite emoji really is the eyeballs emoji where it's like eyeballs bulging out and that's me like what are you doing right Mm -hmm. now it serves a good purpose All right. Well, we may get back into this later since Luke <laughs> had a movie theater experience. But, oh, boy. I mean, we'll put a pin in it for now. We'll put that in the parking lot and circle back to it later. Uh, throw your phones for today. We're all very specific this week. We don't have any general ones. They were specific and plentiful. I joked that for Thursday. It was the I only could reason just... this week was interesting. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. if, it, if not for the throw your phones, I think I would have killed myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cathartic. I, I, I said for Thursday, I could just read the throw your phones and make that my commentary because they mostly mm-hmm. covered it. So 
Yeah, uh, every every bullet point was was well covered. And are we going to do that, you guys? Wrong on everything that came up as an idea in the chat, and I actually really love it. Is is we don't listen uh-huh. and we just we base the recap on your you guys just throw your phones, and I yeah. think that would be super fun. Totally, I think it would be. You got to bring it really hard. Yep, yep. I mean, maybe we could have people um, send in like a really short summary of the day. Yeah, or maybe we listen and don't, but we don't take notes, and we just kind of go off of what they said. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll talk. We about can it. discuss it offline. Yes. Uh, for now, I'll just go right on into Monday, number twenty-seven sixty-nine. Wake up and lose. I think my general observation about these early morning shows and the the problem that I had with this week is that since they're doing the show so early, there's no external time constraints on them. Like Luke doesn't have to go catch a plane Um, or go to an appointment. So there was no um, factor, limiting factor on the show, which was why these shows were all two hours long and basically about nothing. So that's definitely a drawback to this experiment. I don't have a problem with them getting up early and doing it i don't even have a problem with them being proud of themselves for getting up early but i i do have a problem with them just ceaselessly talking about how they're doing it it's all getting a little bit too meta for me but uh we start with andrew's weird morning show online soundboard that he found which starts off with some really long like johnny bravo thing it was very strange because some of the sound effects were what you'd expect from a morning show. And then some were just like long pieces of music. So <laughs> I, it, it was sort of an unsuccessful experiment by him. They kept trying today, but I, they sort of abandoned it. Was it was really a bad start. Yeah, it was. It was. You know. um, they, they talk about morning show stereotypes, you know, your weenie in the butt kind of things for a while. <laughs> and they decide that... That uh, TBTL would be like a Stephen Wright-esque morning show. I don't even know how that would go. Um, Of course, the night before their experiment that they talked about for a week beforehand, Andrew decided to stay up late. Uh, He says he did not go to bed as early as he wanted to. And then he felt terrible waking up this morning. And his goal from that is that he doesn't want to take a nap today. He's just going to power through so that he can get on a more uh, appropriate sleep schedule for this. Um, Luke, Yeah, I think so. Luke woke up panicked because the only time he ever wakes up this early is when he's (laughs) going somewhere. And so he woke up thinking, trying to figure out what plane he was supposed to be on, which was actually pretty funny. And they talk about whether they're going to be productive today or not. Uh, Seems like so far so good. They've both done a couple of things and they feel like they're being set up for success. So, okay. Um, I don't even know how they got into this. This show was very stream of consciousness. It was all kind of looping around and tangents on tangents. And I actually, I took my long form notes and then I sort of untangled it all and organized it so that I could talk about it effectively. So uh, these notes are not necessarily in the order in which they happened. Um, They talk about car commercials and the different types of car commercials, which for once I found this commercial talk entertaining. Uh, and they decided that the different types were the beauty shot, if it's like the car driving through a snowy forest or along a windswept coastline or whatever, um, uh, the giant bow, 
Uh, uh, those are the, those are in full effect yeah, right now. Yep. The uh, I you know that it's the holiday shopping season because I saw my first Ferrero Rocher commercial the other day. <laughs> so the uh-huh. giant bows cannot be far behind. Uh, also, the let Scarlet- me ask you, let me ask you all about the the giant bow uh, commercials. Let's say you were in a position, uh, Meredith. You're probably the only one who's been in a close enough position for this, where someone might buy you a car <laughs> for. Uh, christmas or your birthday or or something like you have you have a, a husband or a wife who's in a position to buy a 60 to hundred thousand dollar vehicle mm-hmm. for you um don't you want to pick it out yep <laughs> yep i mean i could see this ha- yeah i can see this happening this is not out of the realm of possibility Duff. but but what it would have been would it it would have been a minivan <laughs> uh-huh. they're great a grocery he wanted, getter he wanted you yeah. to have a minivan it, this is this i mean not no lie this had something to do with getting a divorce he was extremely set on the idea of me getting a car that he wanted me to get not the so car that weird. i wanted to get and it was a minivan mm-hmm. and i'm like we are two human beings with no ch- what are you talking about <laughs> minivans are not cheap like no. i test drove like i'm sure you know hillary i test yeah. drove a sienna and it was I, I mean i was trying to like get understand where he was coming from i test drove an odyssey and a sienna and i was like they're nice but like what are you talking Why about and, yeah and wild. it kind of boiled down to like oh you don't care oh you don't care what i want okay i see um and that's <laughs> so, why i ended up getting yeah, the subaru I'll, because I'll be i did want it. my my vehicle yeah. according to my taste yes. not a giant bow on so it would have happened and i it would have been truck unwelcome you think i want well <laughs> Right. Um, and the, um, you know, in my like continuing me telling Dave what I want that, but like, it should also be a surprise. I have, to, I have told him <laughs> that I would like, um, a Lexus SUV with a bow on it at some point in my <laughs> life. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It checks out, right? Story checks. But like, I would like kind at of least pre-pick he knows it. If he ever falls into that money, I mean, he's like, okay, well. Here's the first thing I need to do but so like, she doesn't kill me. But the difference there is, is you tell him the thing that you want and man. he gets you the thing that you want. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. That's no, I have to be clear. <laughs> right. I think the only way that works is if it's like shopping for an engagement ring. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. If, if you don't go shopping together to make sure that he knows what you mm-hmm. want, then at least you give him lots of specific directions. This and this mm-hmm. and this and this cut and whatever. So, yeah, I would think that the only time that an unsolicited car with a bow would be appreciated <laughs> is if it was your 16th birthday. And mm-hmm. you're just, like, yes. so thrilled just to have any a car. car. Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck, I'd drive a Miata if you gave it to me. <laughs> I'd just say, hey, I'm I'm open to things. You know. uh, okay, so we got a little sidetracked on cars. Let me <laughs> let me summarize. We have the beauty shot, the giant bow, the Skrillex music, which I laughed at. That was an excellent description of that. Uh-huh. And the uh, J.D. Power and Associate ads, which of course takes them on to the, that terrible Chevy campaign. And they talk about oh, how nobody God. actually cares about dumb. how many J.D. Power awards a car has won. <laughs> I was thinking about They're- why these ads are so terrible, these Chevy ones. And I think it's because they set it up like... Real people, not actors, were getting their honest feedback in emojis about uh-huh. how we feel about this car that we have no knowledge of. But it's so staged. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can, I mean, yeah. maybe the people aren't paid, 
But everything about that is so manipulated that it just doesn't have Has any anyone effect. ever looked so fascinated at a at a at a uh, sunroof opening <laughs> than the four people in this car? Like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Never heard <laughs> of this a before. Sunroof. <laughs> just the whole thing rings so fake to me. I think that's why it's, so it's terrible. irritating. Um Luke did so many radio shows last week. I think he said he recorded four, including multiple live wires, uh-huh. uh, that he ended up kind of running out of material and he was reduced to just his greatest hits. He ended up, he says, blabbing a unicycle rant at Abby Jacobson on Livewire. I kind of wish that he talked about that a little more because I, I mean, we know what the unicycle rant was, but I would have liked to know how he got into that and felt like that was appropriate. Um, He also, and this is the real embarrassing part, he also uh, resurrected his Beto O'Rourke name pronunciation thing on Livewire, talking about how nobody can seem to settle on how to pronounce his name. I don't necessarily even think that's true anymore, Luke, but he says again to the Livewire audience that Beto O'Rourke's given name is Francis, so why are people calling Mm. him Beto anyway? And um, and then he can't figure out why the Livewire audience just doesn't seem to think this is really funny. They're really not into it. And uh, I'll go to the first of many through your phones. <laughs> uh, this one from Kristen, where she says, Beto O'Rourke's first name is Robert. <laughs> Beto is a nickname for Roberto. Francis is his middle name. Sorry, and thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Yes, the embarrassing part in this is that Luke was getting Beto O'Rourke's name wrong the whole time. He said multiple times that his name is Francis. His name is Robert. I'm so What's my responsibility as a friend who knew this fact and, and saw him embarrassing himself on Twitter? I mean, the one time that I gave him any feedback on any of his creativity, it was met with with uh, near violence. I mean, I think if I'd been in his vicinity, it would have hit me. So if I'm watching this slow motion disaster, is it on me to text him or should I just let the universe correct him? Has anybody corrected him yet? Oh, yes. I think so. Okay. Didn't he get correct? He got sharp shot on Twitter. Yes, he did. He did. Okay, okay, okay. The, well, the third also, public I can't follow his Twitter. It. it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I get so, I get kind of sweaty when I look at his Twitter yeah. and I just, it bothers me because I like him so much and I'm like, oh man, you you can't do this. You're, yep. no, stop. Um, uh, Ellen had a bunch of good thoughts this week. Uh, one of the things that she said in reference to this, Luke is definitely jealous of Beto O'Rourke. Similar age, good looking, super charismatic. These huh. are in the mm. LB sweet spot of feeling good threatened. Point. Very good she's, point. She's quite right. She's Although, on to something. I will say, I don't think Beto O'Rourke is that good looking. I mean, um, no. He's appealing in like a dad sort of way, but it's not his face that tells I, him He's a white me. Obama. I think he's the white I think he's cute, but there's I think I maybe have said this before, but there's some like little thing that goes around that are like, is he cute or is he just tall? And I think that that confuses people sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Tall and charismatic. Yeah. Well we also like, have to you know, keep like, in mind that, Jimmy Stewart, that it's him or, you know? or Eddie Munster, right? Yes. So in comparison yeah. <laughs> to Ted Cruz, he is <laughs> right. he's a GQ model. <laughs> right. It's it's not so right. much his face or his height that gets me, it's his brain and mm-hmm. his passion. And yes, his sure. commitment to making life better for people other than just the rich white ones, which is what I like. Yeah. You know, it's like um, it's like 
Daniel Craig is not that good looking, but everybody, you know, when he turned up in uh, James Bond in Casino Royale and he came up out of the water and he was in that little itty bitty swim trunks <laughs> and everyone was like, dang. Whoa. I mean, I'm in. Well, he has Damn, a great Daniel. body, but if if you look at his face, he has like a pumpkin head with Jack ears and like, yeah, Bobby he knows yeah. he's not handsome. Well, I think yeah. that... But you can be too handsome, like the guy that stars in SWAT, you know, the guy who used to be on Young and the Restless, uh, uh, Charmant or Shaman or whatever. Oh, oh Shamar Moore. Yeah. Shamar Moore. He's too good looking. He'll never be a major movie star. He's too good looking. Yeah, there's no, like, he, flaw. He, yeah, there's no flaw. There's no Tom Hanks, you know, kind of weird looking face, you know, Jimmy Stewart kind of weird affect or whatever, you know, like... He he just he's too fucking good looking. You know that's a good point. Um, like I I think people's sexiest man of the year is bullshit. But like they picked Idris Elba this year, and I can to- like he is mm-hmm. he's handsome, uh-huh. but he's also super friendly looking and like yeah. kind and and isn't he's not like a statue. Yeah, um, he doesn't look like a model. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting. But he at. is extremely attractive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We used to talk about my two two of my best friends were like really big debaters and we used to talk about debate hot which is like the bar is so much lower like you see somebody <laughs> who is like Yikes. kind right, of right, good right, looking right. and you're like oh my god he's so hot and it's like is he really hot or is he just mm-hmm. hot in the context of this mm-hmm. nerd situation right now. So what you're saying is that Beto is politician hot. 100%. Yeah. 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 His Adam's apple to me is mesmerizing. <laughs> I can't stop looking at it. Like, there's a one-minute ad, and I'm just watching it bounce. I have no idea what he's saying. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to add in one more uh, thing that Ellen said on this particular throw your phone because you mentioned it, Mike. She says someone should ban Luke from Young Twitter. Oof. We'll know he's ready to handle it when he gets rid of his skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stand down, Poochie. No one wants to. No one wants to hear that Beto joke. It's again. so embarrassing. Oh my I god! Know. Uh, top story for Monday is that Luke has become enamored of Topo Chico mineral water, which is from Mexico, but seems to have come into the country through Austin. Does that sound about right, guys? <laughs> Maybe this is really my time in here. Texas, but I was flabbergasted that people hadn't heard of it. I know that it's just it's so, so ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, and it's, it's in Detroit all, too. So. Like I see it everywhere here too. Well, in the hipstery places, it's everywhere. Mm. Well, Luke discovered it when he was down <laughs> in Austin for Livewire, I guess, and he just loves the taste and almost more, he loves the aesthetic of the bottle. Yeah. It's a, okay. It's a glass. So bottle. why do you order seven hundred dollars of the <laughs> plastic, plastic <one>. version of it? <laughs> Idiot! Um, what are you doing? <laughs> He also loves that it's it isn't a mocktail, so it's like he can. Yeah, I get this. So he can have a drink, but he's not like trying to get alcohol without actually having yes. alcohol. Yes. I'm much more of a fan of just do something different than yeah. pretending you're still mm-hmm. doing the same thing. I don't know. It's it's like when people try to do healthy baking. They're like, well, I can make this great brownie with no. applesauce. No. No. Yeah, what? I'm like, no. Just make just, the real brownie and just have one just of have them one. instead of ten. Yeah. If you want to do something healthy, yep. Yeah. Just just do something different. That's I fine. totally don't... get what Luke was saying about the uh, like 
he doesn't need to be drinking alcohol. He just wants to be drinking something interesting. And I totally get that. Like, that's why I got a soda stream Mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes at night I want to have a glass of wine. Sometimes I don't. And when I don't, I'm like, I'm going to have a LaCroix or whatever, you know, like it's just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just this is how I get my thrills now. Um, Our standards have water. gone down as we mm-hmm. get older. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as Mike alluded to, Luke, uh, Luke's super possessor gene turned on and he bought five 24 packs of the plastic bottles, which is 120 <laughs> bottles. For Such a who's weird counting. decision. Why did he do that? <laughs> Why? Plus, plus <laughs> one 12 pack. Of also, glass he bottles. claimed to be. He claimed to be looking at the website, and then he called and was told that they weren't on sale anywhere. But on the website, it very clearly says, I knew they had it at H-E-B because I've bought it for Emily before. But they also have it at Walmart. Mm -hmm. Every Walmart, (laughs) including the one in Bellingham. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Glass bottles. Well, the most mind-boggling part of this discussion was that he then says that he he knows he buys a lot of stuff. But he thinks that he uses everything he buys. And I have two words for you. Light phone. (laughs) You do not use everything Mm. you buy. I thought you were going to say wooden boat. (laughs) There's so many examples of this. (laughs) Like $200 nail clippers. Yes. We we could go on. We could go on. Wait, he is using the laser baldness helmet. The one thing that is total bullshit he uses all the time. Yeah, the right. one thing that will bring no satisfaction or use yep. or... No effectiveness. Oh, my God. He's really yeah. getting his money's worth out of that thing. Well, he's got his logic worked out. It makes sense in his brain. Um, they start talking a little bit about his attitude where he just sort of feels that regardless of what situation he gets into, he just sort of thinks, I got this. I can handle it. Uh, he brings up Susie, who I guess is who he inherited this attitude from because she just sort of comically stumbles and bumbles through life, convinced that she's got it for everything. Um, (laughs) well, I think when you have that many kids, it's one or the other. You're either have to be super organized and you 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 have a whole schedule and everyone's the comings and goings are all you know documented and and secured or you just go like all right well i hope it works out today you know there's no in between because that would be too stressful right you know what i mean right um he tells the story that he's told before that i didn't really understand the point of it about Susie taking one son-in-law sunglasses and putting them in the pocket of the coat of another <laughs> son-in-law i don't i don't know i don't think that really illustrates it uh his illustration for himself is a literal illustration about how he spent 3 hours trying to draw an ascii oh slash emoji picture God. of a minion on his phone of course he doesn't know the term ascii I'm just right. adding that because that was driving me crazy. He's like, they're, right. they're made of like slashes and parentheses. Uh huh. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, I literally learned how to do this programming in basic in 1984 yeah. on too. the old IBM computer. So this is not a new thing, Luke. Obviously emojis are newer and the, I mean, complicated uh, nature, the virtuosity of what people are doing with ASCII art is pretty impressive now, but kids it have... really gave good. Jeremy and Phyllis a chance to shine. In our yeah, <laughs> they had a lot of fun with this. We got a lot of a lot of cowboy emojis sent our way this week. <laughs> I mean, right? kids have been drawing boobs out of parentheses for for, for decades <laughs> now. My Texas Instruments equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign D 70s. dash 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 dash. 
you know, mm-hmm. I, it's it's not new. <laughs> Boob hell. Boobless. Yes, boobless. <laughs> boobless. I still know how to do that on the calculator. Sure. Like, the, like the calculation. The possibilities were not endless at all. The possibilities they were, were very limited. limited. <laughs> the calculator is a limited palette. Um, but he did spend three hours trying to do this even though he acknowledges that he's a middle-aged dad god he needs more jobs how is he spending his time this way (laughs) (laughs) well this is non-drinking time anymore i guess so he's got to fill it somehow uh andrew comments that his dad sent him a spongebob meme which is kind of funny (laughs) given who bob Walsh is and luke spends way too much time trying to uh convince andrew that bob sent this particular spongebob meme because he was making some sort of nuanced commentary on something and andrew's well, like or- no originally it was a much funnier meme but when when the censors got a hold of it right oh yeah the, those the- those ad wizards god yeah they they watered they it down watered to it the spongebob the script meme Uh, Andrew, of course, uh, does not have Luke's overconfidence. He never thinks, I got this. He thinks, I probably don't got this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To the point. It's a great, it's a better, way better way to go through the world. uh, I need to figure out how to get this. Before I take this. Whenever he calls somebody... When he needs something, he always preemptively apologizes. I'm really sorry to bother you. Uh, That's just his natural state and they both mm-hmm. say that they they always want to assume that nobody knows them nobody knows what tv tail is even when they were at apm they didn't want to assume that anybody would have any idea who they are because they don't want anybody to think that they think that they're a big deal except luke secretly really really does yes yeah kind of <laughs> He wants somebody uh, to independently come up to him and be like, you're amazing. And the mm-hmm. show is amazing. He doesn't want to have to drum it up at all. Yeah. Right. He's trying to avoid saying, do you know who I am? Yeah. In all things. <laughs> they get an email from Mora who wants to know what keeps them from going to bed earlier. I thought this was a good question. Uh, Andrew always wants to be the last one awake. He's talked about this before. He wants to have his Andy time where he can drink his Bud Light and play hearthstone or whatever video game he's playing right now um interestingly he was really nervous when he and genevieve moved in together because he didn't know if he would still be able to have his andy time and of course he does uh luke says that he liked getting drunk and watching intervention alone at night and that's what kept him from going to bed um i I tend to find alone time is is good in a marriage i mean um oh god yes Mm -hmm. uh Hillary, I don't know. I mean, you and um, Dave both like sports, yeah. but um, Emily doesn't care for sports. So the only sports I can get in are after she goes to bed, which fortunately, <laughs> since her brain surgery, she gets in bed at like six and <laughs> is asleep by like eight. So gives me a few hours to catch up on the on the sports world. But, you know, it's good for her in the morning because she wakes up at five and I don't have to feed the dogs yeah. and let them out and clean the cat box because she does that in in the morning. And she has some quiet time once they settle down for some second resting where she can just, you know, do some puzzles and listen to some dirty books or whatever <laughs> she wants to do. Yeah, I mean, Dave and I definitely need alone time. I think I can, I'm better at carving it out for myself, but whether it be at the gym or mm. whatever, 
uh, it just I have to have it because I feel like I'm surrounded by people that need something from Come me. Come sail away. Yeah. <laughs> Come sail away. I, I have really rejuvenating. <laughs> I have said that like working out for me <clears throat> is less about like my body because whatever it's it was you know a tiny bit of making my body better I guess but it's more for my brain because it just is a way for me to zone mm-hmm. out and kind of and be by myself in a way uh, but yeah and I always I don't I don't remember if he talked about it then but it was talking about like when people go to bed if it's if going to bed together like at the same time is you know he has all these prescriptions meaning Luke about you know signs of a good relationship and I don't know I mean sometimes Dave and I go to bed at the same time but sometimes I stay downstairs and play Candy Crush for another hour and or yeah. he watches some stupid television show that I'm not interested you know like right. Supergirl right. or whatever and it's good like we need to be alone sometimes yeah, Emily has her murder shows yeah. you know and I'm like I can watch. I could sit with you and watch one murder show, yes. but I'm not going to watch back to back to back <laughs> murder shows because I'm not doing research here. So, yeah, even as a teenager, when I would come home from school, and since my mom was a stay-at-home mom, it was like she was there all the time. And if I came home and she was gone, it was just the best feeling ever because yes. for like one mm-hmm. hour I would get to be alone in the house. And it's not that I was going to do anything. I wasn't no. going to go in the liquor cabinet. Not like Meredith. Well, um, <laughs> well, yeah, but it was just to be alone for a while in the family. So yeah. when I was younger and more innocent before I discovered wild Turkey, actually that was a terrible mistake. I hated it. Um, but, uh, I was a latchkey kid. I think starting about third grade, they let me uh, come home from school by myself. And um, we had a, an actual record player and actual records. And I used to go through and play my mom's Beatles albums and sit at the dining room table and do my homework. And that's like such a fond memory to me because I was the only person home. It was like two hours where I just got to like listen to whatever I wanted and nobody was bothering me. And I loved it. Me Sounds too. We had an eight track player and I used to put on eight tracks and <clears throat> just watch watch out the window for my mom's car so I wouldn't be shaking the windows with, you know, mm. whatever Aerosmith or the Rolling Stones or <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever fog hat when she was rolling up, you know. Y'all are so much cooler than I am. I would come home and like turn on TBS and watch Saved by the Bell or like Nickelodeon and watch Hey Dude. I didn't have no cable. <laughs> I didn't have cable. Or the Brady Bunch, what have you. Oh, this you. is what a, what a rule follower I was. We weren't allowed to watch TV until after dinner and I oh didn't gosh. even do it when I was home alone. I was like, oh no, that's not allowed. Oh, Mary. That's so sweet. Isn't that cute? I really went the totally opposite <laughs> yeah. way years later. Um, they're getting towards the end of the regular portion of the show, but they get into this weird discussion about barrels as clothing, i.e. back in the depression when you were so poor, you lost all your clothes and you had to wear a barrel with suspenders. And Luke was like, but how could barrels have been cheaper than having clothes? It seems like barrels would be more expensive. And uh, they did a little research, thank God, and found out that uh, the bankruptcy barrel was essentially an an old, ye old time meme. It was a cartoon that then became a symbol for somebody who is uh, out of luck, out of money, out of options. Um, So it was not a real thing. Nobody ever actually wore a barrel, Luke. 
Um, although there was, when I was reading the Wikipedia article, it pointed to something called the drunkard's cloak, which was real, which was, we were talking about the stocks earlier, which was sort of like a mobile stocks. If you got convicted for public drunkenness, it was this giant barrel they put you in. And it had leg holes and a head hole and then little tiny holes that you could just put your hands out and they would parade you through the streets so that everybody could see you and your punishment for drunkenness. And I'm like, damn, that's Harsh. hardcore. I'm going to back Luke up on the barrel thing, though, because uh, I was alive back in the day. You know, that was my, my right. heyday. I was still mm-hmm. in college when when the barrel thing was in fashion. And um I got made fun of because my 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 barrel came up a little too high and it was a, and then it was it didn't go down far enough and so right. like I had a mom barrel and right. people would just make fun of me. <laughs> and then really it was a problem if you wanted to be a hipster and have a little style like David Burbank and wear a bow tie then you didn't have any suspenders to hold your barrel up. And what did you do? Yeah, I tried to I had a skinny barrel phase too that just didn't work out. It, I didn't have the body for it. This is nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) What? What, you're just discovering that now? Uh, In the no-point conversion, the first of two for this week, uh, the Seahawks lost, the Browns won. They go through questionable nicknames for Nick Chubb. Come on, guys. Juvenile behavior is what we do on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, and then I gave up. Andrew started talking about the Browns for a long, long time. And I said, okay, uncle, I quit. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I don't have anything to add as other than I know what a chub is and does. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ugh, okay. Uh, so not uh, so as to not like compete with time, let's run through Tuesday quickly because it was a bunch of nonsense. It's Tuesday, 2770, classic lowbrow taco night. Um, Luke's dreams are super intense, maybe due to no drinking. And I think we've heard from people that that's like a, maybe a side effect of... Mm-hmm. I think no Jeremy drinking. said that he had yeah. a lot of crazy dreams at first. Well, I, you know, I know that when I, when I imbibe a little bit too much, um, I get such terrible sleep because I just conk out. Like there's no, you know, activity at all. It's just, I'm just like under basically. So when I wake up, I don't feel rested at all. And I don't have any dreams. You're anesthetized instead of sleeping. It messes with your sleep schedule. It messes up your REM cycle. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's, it's It's not not good. Uh, Andrew has some more sound effects, uh, and then they talk about, I can't say this. I know it's technically Neanderthal, but it just sounds stupid to me. So Neanderthal. (laughs) Uh, Agreed. (laughs) The Neanderthal memories, which is actually, you know, anytime they do a callback to the radio gen days, it's like, oh, there was so much more production then. I remember the lead up and it was so silly, but it was... Like Jen just laughing about it, like makes me laugh thinking yeah. about it. I did laugh. I was listening to production this. Production is no longer their fort. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh out loud in the car when when he played the the Neanderthal sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was good. Um. Uh, so then, sorry, I lost my. Dang it. Okay. Um. Rudy's morning noises are cute. I do kind of like when dogs like are talking. My Duchess mm-hmm. doesn't really talk, but we used to make my old dog Bree talk. We're like, speak, speak. And she'd be like, rawr, rawr, rawr. Um, and then Luke, whatever. He just talks about how he 
Olive is on the couch. Rudy wants to get on the couch. They don't want her to get on the couch, but then they relent and, you know, Rudy gets on the couch. Um, okay. That's, I guess, how it usually goes because that just always ends up yeah. on the couch. Um, They'll get on the couch. They'll figure it out. And you're gone some of the time. They're going to figure it out. Um, yep. Andrew, they're they're going to listen to music. They're going to get in the <laughs> liquor cabinet and they're going to get on the couch. Um, Andrew says that dogs are cuter than kids, which mostly I agree with that. I mean, I think my Thanks. kids are really cute, but I would say on the, as a whole, dogs are cuter than kids. Like, I can see a dog that's not mine and think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when I see a kid that's not mine, I'm like, mm, you know, that's a five. Mine are better. Could use some work. <laughs> yeah. um, then it, somehow they get into style talk. Was Buddy Holly cute? I I mean, he's fine, I guess. I, he, yeah, he's not a bad looking guy. Um, Luke says his style is early 60s. Um, I, I can kind of say, I guess just like flat I just, pants. What's he talking about? I, I don't know. It's I don't really know how he says that. I mean, every time I see him, like in when Lynn takes pictures of him from Livewire, and that's like the most frequent I see him. He looks good. He's a nice dresser. He looks snazzy, but I wouldn't say like, woo, like cool daddy o like that's you know, some no. Dave Brubeck coolness. He just looks like a put together guy. Um who definitely More like if David Frost were sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> um Um I, the one thing that resonated is he like wants people to say, and this is so Luke, and this is how I relate to Luke. It's like he wants people to be talking behind his back and say, you know, who was a good looking guy, <laughs> Luke. And I, yeah. when I went to Evan my, Burbank. <laughs> he looks good. Uh, when I went to my high school reunion, I didn't want to like look different or like, you know, I wanted everybody to recognize me or. But I wanted people to walk away from the reunion and being like, you know who actually looks surprisingly looked great? Hillary. So I totally, <laughs> totally related to this. It's just some it's like, latent narcissism. Um, uh, the 10s write in about their early mornings. Um, and there was, you know, guys, the Stens page. It's endless early Oof. morning chitter chatter. Yeah. I know. We get I it. I never knew what early. an alarm screen on an iPhone looked like before. <laughs> yeah. Now crazy I have that sometimes people examples. set several. Yeah. So many and like 10 oh, minutes wow. apart. It's weird. Wow. And I don't really huh. understand why. I mean, I guess wake up whenever you want to wake up. But somebody who lives in North Carolina does not need to be waking up at five if they want to be with the guys. They could wait Mm-mm. until eight. Yeah. <laughs> and be totally okay. Mm. Um, but I, I, I do think about this a fair amount, especially with work. Um, about when you work best. I, I am better in the morning. Like that is just my time. Like I actually like to get to work a little bit early so I can be a little bit alone and knock out some of the more menial parts of my job or just something really complicated because my brain is fresh. When somebody rolls up to me at like four and they're like, Hey, I've got a new project to start. I'm like, no, I can't do this right now. Mm -hmm. I do not have the brain capacity. I'm done. But there are some people that are, they just get like amped up over the day. And I think maybe that's how Andrew is. I am just not, I taper off by like two. I'm kind of done. I don't. That's exactly how I am. I need to have some caffeine at two and I can either keep going a little bit longer or I'm just like, eh, I'm going to look at Amazon for the rest of the day. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It has to be pretty mindless. I, yeah, I don't, I, I get really easily frustrated then. And it's just like, I'm just tired by that point. Mm. And I don't, I don't work it out very well. Um, 
then they talk about the Chicago architecture tour, which I've actually been interested in going on. I, I've never been because I only go to Chicago when it's like 20 degrees out. But it does sound really interesting. Uh, have you all ever done it? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. But it's definitely on my list. When I was there over the summer with my sister, we were contemplating um, doing the, the, the one. I think it was the one they were talking about where you go on the boat. Um, she's done it before and said it was awesome. So I would like to maybe next summer. My dad's, Michael's favorite city is Chicago, and he loves um, the Bob Newhart shows. So every time we'd go, he's like, there's the Bob Newhart building. <laughs> but uh, he's, would, I, th- I think he's done it, and I, I definitely want to do it because it's super interesting. Um, there's just uh, some house talk. Um, Andrew's trying breathing exercises but w- won't really commit, which I'm like, well, it's not helpful then if you do it like once a year. Um, Luke wants to do transcendental meditation which is I think probably influenced by Howard Stern I I'm heard really great things about it but I'm suspect it's like Scientology like you have to pay a whole bunch of money for it so any (laughs) yeah it seems like a scam or like a cult to me like you don't need to pay any money to learn how to meditate you really don't exactly exactly I think it's yeah and I you know with Luke's pattern there's no way that he would keep up with it he'd pay like whatever you know 20 grand and then be like I forgot to do it Mm um (laughs) And then it comes to the bulk of the show, which I am going to speak. It's about bookworm, which it was such a niche, weird conversation that like, I'm like, are they still talking about this? And, you know, some of it was interesting and how far Luke has come as far as being aware of trans rights or gay rights or whatever. Like that was interesting, but I don't know. I, it was pretty boring, and he also wanted to give um, uh, Silverblatt, whatever, his like so much credit for accepting criticism. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, he was wrong. So, I, I you know, I great. I'm glad he accepted it, but it, he doesn't need like a ticker tape parade for this. It well, was, it's a, it's a lesson in accepting criticism for Luke. He's just never experienced that before because every time somebody criticizes him or even gives a slight hint that he was maybe a little bit wrong, he flips out. Yeah, exactly. Mike Mike is the on the back end of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I do think You know the the uh the them <clears throat> sorry, they they them thing. It's difficult. It is. And Cuz you've yes, been taught yeah. Um, You've been taught your whole life that well, it doesn't agree with the verb that you're using. So it's right. it's sort of jarring. We're, I think we we can get there, but do we need to get there? Can't we come up with something better? You mm, know, wh- put our minds together I think we and come, can just get come up with something it. that's comfortable. Yeah, I think get used yeah, to I, it. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't work really. Sure it does. You know what I mean? It works if you I, decide that it works. That's how language goes. Uh, yeah. I think we can't. Why don't uh, we? Why don't we read Missy's "Throw Your Phone" as part of this discussion? Because okay. I like it. I can read it. Uh, she says, "Hug my phone." Luke talking about Eileen Miles was really wonderful to hear. Being able to watch his growth and understanding of trans issues over the past ten years has really given me hope for the general population's understanding. You can tell he really practiced using "they" as a pronoun, along with understanding his defensiveness and not letting it get the best of him. I've worked with trans youth or advocated for other services for queer folks for most of my professional career, so I am incredibly passionate about it. I also love that he recognizes that accommodations for trans folks benefits all of us, 
even if it's just him recognizing the benefits of single-stall, gender-neutral bathrooms. If anyone else wants to work on their comfort level, Mike, with using the singular gender-neutral they pronoun, my suggestion is to start trying it out on your pets as a way to practice. Pets don't have (laughs) preferred pronouns, so they won't even care. Love to you too, LRB. That is great. Thank you, Missy. I... I mean, it's my personal um, opinion that whatever anybody else wants to be addressed by is absolutely fine by me. But I do worry, like we were saying, that I'll mess up because it's just not Mm -hmm. programmed into my brain that way. Not even from like a grammatical standpoint, but just from an everyday norm standpoint i that's the last thing i would ever want to do is mess up and screw up somebody's pronoun and make them uncomfortable but i i'm scared that i might do it so i'll just have to do my best yeah Mm -hmm. no i mean it's 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 an evolving i mean i remember what about probably five years ago or so there was this um this uh, a sports doctor. I don't remember the exact thing, but they were doing an article about her and it was for Grantland. So it was a while ago because Grantland doesn't exist anymore. And it turned out that the person that they were profiling was trans. And then she, the guy who was writing about her exposed her and then she killed herself. And it was really sad. Like it was a really just sad, sad thing. Um, And I remember Luke saying, well, like, um, you know, they were saying he exposed her, but like, it, you know, shouldn't she have exposed herself? Shouldn't she be honest about it? And it like, it's, he's come so far from that, from people Oof. having to talk about that. I remember even at the time, which this was pre Caitlyn Jenner. So it was pre, you know, a kind of a worldwide recognition of this being something that actually exists and is meaningful. But, uh, but I remember just being like, no, he, she doesn't need to, you know, expose her genitals to prove anything, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have to talk about this if she doesn't want to talk about this because this is uh, a personal part of her life. Anyway, I, I, I do applaud him for coming really far though. I want to caution people from like applauding people for doing the right thing. So right. Yeah. <laughs> the writer, the writer either exposed they, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible or exposed them, which sounds plural. So we need something else is all I'm saying. I want something else so that, so that so it's it, easier it for you to something deal with easier it. for me so that I can write about somebody. That's when I get frustrated. There, there are words speaking, like, but when I'm writing different spellings of him and her and, and things like that, that some people use. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, we can do better. Well, then I'm come saying. up with something. <laughs> I, th- yeah, that's the thing is I, I'm, I'm yeah. I just don't see the harm I, in calling people I, if they had, want to be called. Like if it works oh, for absolutely. them, absolutely. But I, I just wish there were a better thing for they them mm-hmm. they slash them to be called or for us to call they or them because that shit is awkward as fuck. Well, I think that you know, I don't mind saying it. It's very awkward. It's very awkward as a part of language, and and um, I'm I'm fine if we we're going to keep going forward with it, but but I. I think it's respectful. It's a respectful part of the discourse to try to come up with something better that works for everyone so that we, we can, we can do a better job. I actually kind of think like, I remember during this conversation thinking that Luke was sounding pretty natural saying it, like he Mm -hmm. seemed to have it down in his head. It didn't sound super weird to me when, when Luke was saying it actually. 
I think that I maybe in the circles that, that. Um, like Eileen Miles runs in or just in a more like trans aware community than like what I'm in, um, it probably sounds more normal just because, you know, it's it's more common. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right, Meredith. I think that there are ways that they like him and her and all these ways that they've tried to change it. But I think some people just prefer they like they if they've yeah. actually chosen that as opposed to settling on that. Uh, that is my I I was listening to Jill Soloway um, on an interview a couple days ago and, and she and they go by that. See, it's, so it is hard. It is. It's just not something I'm conditioned to do. But I don't know. At some point. We'll get there. I don't know. I it doesn't mm-hmm. sound that weird to me, but like my dad's gay and he used to um, produce a, a magazine for the GLBT community in West Michigan. And so like my whole life, I guess I've been surrounded by gay and trans people. Yeah. So maybe it's just that exposure doesn't yes, seem right. weird to me. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that I know anybody who's trans, but that's because I don't leave my living room, not because I'm opposed <laughs> to it. <laughs> Uh, you know, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting. Let's check back in five years and see, you know. Yeah, I, I don't want to die on this hill, but. I know what you're saying, though, Mike. But, it just um, sounds weird. But I think maybe with time it won't. Yeah, and, and I, I, it doesn't. Uh, I guess what, I, what I'm trying to say is um, it's, it's nobody's job to make it easier for uh, olds like me to, you know, uh, be more comfortable in the conversation, but we're not doing ourselves any favors by um, a on on my side and on Luke's side and on on uh, Mr. Bookworm's side. You know, we're not doing ourselves any favors by being awkward with it or struggling with it and not making the effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should be making the effort. But can you meet us halfway with some sort of pronoun that you like and that we can live with that 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 fits within the tenses of our language that's all i'm saying well we're pretty early still down this road yeah. of not being monsters to mm-hmm. other people so hopefully yeah, we'll, i, just, we'll, I don't we'll want to be a dick out. but it's it's really you know i'm trying to uh, you know why why is it so hard to to not be a dick when i'm pretty good with language you know i know it's hard it's also hard to program your vcr but you're learning. <laughs> Someday. All those numbers in the TV guide are really helpful. <laughs> well, okay, back to, you know, more boring talk. That is not just like trans <laughs> talk. Uh, the conversation I was interesting in that um, facet, but everything else was really boring surrounding. I mean, they went on and on about my, you know, Silverblatt and, like Parks and Rec, which I enjoy generally, but it just it was kind of like you were talking, and it's they had no hard out on this show, so it was just like a meandering conversation that just wasn't super focused. And by the end of it, they kind of lost me. Um, and that wasn't even the top story; that was like their longest portion, and it was uh, you know just something that Luke had brought up on a lark. But um, the top story, there were a couple. It was. R.I.P. Stan Lee. I um, am not a super comic books guy, and neither are these guys. So it was like, why are you talking about this? Like in any sort of depth? Yeah. Um, I guess Stan was somewhat woke, as the kids say. Um, and I've heard some 
you know, he was a complicated figure. He was really old, but he was, you know, really inclusive, I think, at a time when people were not as inclusive. So that's good. Um, mm-hmm. I, my only Stan Lee, like, connection is that I weirdly, like, loved the movie Mallrats when I was in, I don't know, high school or whatever. It's not a good movie, but I thought it was hilarious. And he's featured in that. And that was, like, my only awareness of Stan Lee at that time. Um, <laughs> and Dave's a DC. Oh, because those guys were... Those guys were comic book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, he seemed like a good guy, I guess. We have the Marvel Universe, you know, thanks to him. So yay. Um, Another top story is the El Chapo trial details. Um, And then Luke was obsessed with his child's birthday party. Like upset. But I I don't know why he was like, why is she allowed to have this birthday party? And I'm like, because they're still probably really rich and everybody's scared of El Chapo. And she's not a criminal. No, I know. And I was looking at the pictures. And honestly, Luke has not been to birthday parties for children lately. Like it was outrageous, but not that outrageous. I've seen rich people in Austin have birthday parties for their kids that are just as mm-hmm. uh, over the top. So I don't know. I was expecting like and we can't- the Oscars or something. And I got like a step and repeat, which Luke was, you know, really excited to talk about, but it was fine. Like it was not that exciting. We can't seize his uh, Mexican assets. Can we? I mean, uh, oh, not, I don't know. A big well, and also, I mean, I love Mexico, but I don't think that the government is like, yeah, we're going to be on top of like freezing yeah, his ass. Like they're scared that. of him. In fact, I was thinking about yeah, everyone's exactly. scared of him. He's I was I was thinking about being on that. I mean, all I want in my life is to be on a jury. I'm a nerd. I'm the person that gets stoked <laughs> oh, about being on a jury. I'm like, yes, I got it. And I've only gotten it twice and I'm always dismissed. But if you got called for that jury, <laughs> can you imagine being called no. for that jury? No, I would be I would so no, scared. I mean, I would let him go. Yeah. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> You're free. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were talking about someone, a juror, maybe writing a book later. I'd be like, no. <laughs> um, if I got trapped onto that jury, I'm not writing a book later because there's still someone out <laughs> They're there. They're doing it's, some crazy security for me. those people. Oh, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I mean, I would I've never been happier to be a felon than when I get asked to do jury duty. <laughs> and I love that Tina Fey part. She's like, I can't be on a jury. <laughs> I play that clip all the right. time. I've never even been asked. I'm, she's... I'm offended. No, me neither. Oh. I've never gotten called to jury duty. Uh, my mom's Emily's doing it later this month. My mom's been called on like interesting ones multiple times. So rude. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, I said this was going to be quick, and it's been extremely long. Okay, the last little bit that um, we can talk about. JoJo emailed in for language tips. I the only thing that made me laugh was Luke said that he was nicknamed Lucasito. When I went to live with a family for a month in Mexico to bone up on my Spanish, they called me gordita, which means little fat girl. Oh, no. Oh, I know. It was sad. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. But and those I was are really... like terms of endearment in Spanish, right? Sure. Like, yes, there's I the, guess. There's but... the Flaca and Gordo show, like skinny lady and fat mm-hmm. guy. Like, I know. Little... <laughs> I don't like that. I know. Um, no, no. It, Guapo's handsome. Gordo is fat, right? Is yeah, that what Gor- I said? Yeah, that's it. Gordi. Oh, I thought no, you said I don't know. guapo. Maybe I said it wrong, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So because I've always been called El Guapo. No, so sure, you have. No. So. Um, I- <laughs> Wasn't that from the Three Amigos? Uh, I don't know. I you know I never I didn't see Three Amigos until pretty recently. Emily made me watch it because it was one of her favorite 
comedies from when she was a kid. She gets helpless with laughter watching Three Amigos. Um, okay, wrapping it up. Ten, a ten had a baby. Baby Florence is really cute, and so he's going to be mm-hmm. up. Um, and then I said, OMG, carb talk. This episode is really long. That was my all caps mm-hmm. ending to my notes. Well, that's it for Tuesday. <sighs> well, uh, as, a, as a punctuation for that, uh, uh, Lucasito's actual first name is Francis. So <laughs> I don't know why he's claiming that as his name. Uh, Wednesday, 2771, the hand that rocks the ladle. It's an ugly... Morning. It's an ugly uh, sunrise. Sean joins the uh, program. Andrew found over a hundred old voicemails. Uh, mm. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocking. They're not on top of their shit. So um, Andrew's playing some of those uh, on occasion. Luke's tater tot piece is to run this weekend on on CBS Sunday Morning on their food show. I guess I'm interested to see it because this seems to have come together really quickly. Like this tater tot story took like four days to do, whereas the the rum <laughs> what was the pina colada? Uh huh. Has it aired yet? Now in year three. Who who knows anymore? Know. He it's traveled all over the world for that. Yeah, right. How, how deep are they an into that? How invested are they piece. in that? At some point, an executive producer is going, we got to throw something in here about the fucking <laughs> pina coladas because this is just costing so much money. Um, there's lots of boring talk about their 5 a.m. wake up. Will they keep it up? Uh, tentative yes. And it ends up, I think eventually they're going to settle on doing the show at 8 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. Maybe the, that extra hour will give Andrew a chance to preview the morning zoo fucking bullshit that he throws up or <laughs> any of the YouTube the stuff that they that they won't preview yeah and he's still never going to read the articles the listeners are now writing in about their 5am uh, experiences I didn't make any notes on that we're going to get through Wednesday fast so hang on to your hats uh, Luke starts playing uh, videos about the potato industry in the 50s and he talks about how he he was the uh, narrator for some fake um, old timey instructional videos for the mod uh, mod pizza internal video, and he should totally not have done that no. because I think we can all do uh, a passable impression of uh, what's the guy on The Simpsons who does all those things? Um, oh, the actor yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Hartman, Troy McClure, yeah. We we can all do a passable Troy McClure for like 20 seconds, but to hold that, you need to have the pipes, and Luke doesn't have the pipes. And what it reminds me of is like when, when people will go like, oh, well, let's get uh, Mike on our team for the sports questions. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I know a lot about sports. That's fine. And then it's all about Formula One and <laughs> you know, women's golf or something. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then just like, he doesn't know anything about sports. That would be a total fraud. Well, Luke's a voiceover guy. He works, you know, he works in the industry and all whatever. So you think, oh, we're doing a video. Uh, Carrie's husband. He doesn't he do like, Doesn't he have a great Australian accent? <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> let's get that guy. Yeah. Uh, it's not always a good fit. Uh let's just say that. Um there's a uh 
there is a uh, Cooking with Sean Do Not Play drop that, of course, they play. It's play. played, <laughs> and it's terrible. Uh, and then uh, there's <laughs> there's someone named Keith Stone from Libertyville who wrote in, which led to my favorite joke of the uh, week, which is uh, that he moved to Libertyville from Eagle Dome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was my only real laugh out loud moment of the week thank you Luke Um, we find out that Sean made some food the previous night Luke hates cauliflower crust which uh, it sounds like an abomination it's fine cauliflower is just bullshit to start with I'll fight you on that that. I like it (laughs) roasted cauliflower is really good so gross well, like anything else, I mean, if you dress it up enough, you can you eat put it. cheese but, and but, pepperoni uh, on it. It's great. Let me tell you. Hell yeah. Uh, but then why not just put it on a real pizza crust and eat one slice instead of an entire pizza? Carbs, Mike. <laughs> carbs. How can you not have gotten this? <laughs> we'll get to more carbs later. Um, Sean makes... A dairy-free mac and cheese that tastes like vanilla. I'm a hard pass on that. <laughs> That's horrible. He uses vanilla, what, almond milk or something? Whoa. So gross. Yeah. yeah, vanilla, almond milk, mac and cheese. Throw some radishes in it, no. won't you? <laughs> I've had this, oh, the radishes. <laughs> I've had this discussion with a vegan friend of mine. It's like, at what point can you not call it macaroni and cheese anymore? Because... Cheese mm. is an essential component, and if you don't use it, like we've talked about vegan pizza, I'm like, at what point is it no longer pizza? It may be delicious, but mm-hmm. can you call it pizza? Can you call this mac and cheese? What are we going to call they or them <laughs> Stop. Uh, foods? Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I'm getting into uh, you're Mahalo getting territory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luke talks at length. <laughs> About his vegetarianism. Oh, man, am I tired of that. Uh, there's more octopode talk. And then there's uh, cage-free versus pasture-raised uh, chicken eggs. And, and that that's a good point. We're, we have a farm stand near our house, and these pasture-raised eggs are pretty fucking great. Um, and then uh, Andrew makes a joke about uh, if if you're someone out in the field who's wrangling the chickens, that you're a chicken boy. <laughs> that doesn't sound nearly as romantic That's as a being cowboy. a cowboy. That's a good point. <laughs> Probably a lot harder, <laughs> like because you're you're way up on a horse and you're trying to like lean down, like no, that way, no, stop, stop running around like a chicken. The only problem I have um, with like the cage free and pasture raised thing is that chickens are dumb as hell and they're gonna get ate by a fox or something if they're not contained yeah. like it's it's all well and right. good to think of them having a nice happy life out in the grass but they're gonna get yeah. killed like for sure <laughs> right i live on hawk drive uh, if we put chickens in the yard um it just becomes power yeah. hawk drive yeah. uh top story luke has a movie theater experience um luke laughed when a lady made a uh a joke about a bad trailer and then that was a big mistake because the lady really ran with the ball encouraged her uh, (laughs) yeah thought she was working at the improv and just kept hammering uh with it so i think he kind of got what he deserved here because he's talked about how he talks in movie theaters Uh unforgivable 
Well, so. he made the point in this conversation. He's like, look, talking in the movie theater is fine. Just do it quietly. No, that's and almost like, worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now I've got to try to decipher what you're saying. <laughs> well, and whisper noises like, are fully audible. It's, hey, ridic- guys, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the reason that I think that it's not necessarily outright rudeness and just cluelessness is because my mom is a movie talker to the point where I mm. don't go to see movies with her. Yeah. And one time she was like, Anne, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares if you can talk. And I'm like, well, why do they put the PSA in front of every movie saying don't talk? Well, and you care. And then one time, right? one time I was like, mom, shh. And she was like, I can talk if I want to, Anne. It's <laughs> like, Yikes. And she's normally, she's a very nice, not rude person at all. She's very considerate. So I just think it's a disconnect in the brain. Sorry, theater. I got to take this. I got to take this one. Hello? I know you all paid $20 for uh, this. They, but... they and them, I don't know. I'll, we'll work oh, on it. Stop. We'll work on it. All right? Jesus okay, Christ. back to the movie. Uh, Well... Andrew washes Luke's balls about the <laughs> vegetarianism for sure. Um, for the for the first time, Luke talks about taking a jog for good reasons rather than to you know jog something off. There's a lot of tot talk and French fry talk about uh, people's personal preferences, and I don't know if we've ever talked about the hierarchy of French fries, but uh, I will say that. Uh, that uh, waffle fries and crinkle cut are definitely the bottom of the barrel um, mm-hmm. for for French fries. I Just make no distinction. Yeah, for I don't French fries. Say any fry is a good fry, say. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, really? Yes. They can yep. get so mushy. They're mushy most of the time. That's don't care. I, like I don't care. Don't care. French fries are like my kryptonite. Mm. I love them so much. I don't really like potatoes actually yep. that much, but I love French fries in all forms. I don't care. Well, let's put a pin in this because obviously we have we have a lot of strong feelings and and we can do this on a on a Friday show sometime. Uh, to to speed through here, top story. Uh, we did the Luke thing. Okay, we did that. Luke is kind of getting over his obsession with first class because he doesn't need to get hammered uh, all the time on all of his flights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew talks about how he's the king of the stomp off. I like that. Which which I could totally see that. It's just he just he doesn't want to confront anyone, but the stomp off will will say it all. It's know? one of those things that you know, I have learned in therapy is that if you want someone to know how you feel, you have to say it. You yes. can't just sulkily stomp, stomp off it. and think that that's going to convey your point. I don't know. I say stared it, at that lady it. at the mall and it worked. <laughs> All right, the Topo Chico, the small order of bottles that it will satisfy him, and the giant garage filling, um, or, or sorry, carport filling uh, amount that will spoil over the winter and summer arrives, and he realizes that he all along he could have gotten it at Cash and Carry yep. in Walmart, and and if you if you were down here, H E B. You know, I'm having a thought of how he can solve this though. He, he can drink the. He'll drink the glass bottles, and then he can get a funnel and pour the plastic bottle water mm-hmm. into the glass bottle and drink it that mm-hmm. way. 
It could help occupy his non-drinking time. It would something that he would spend like so much time. Like there's other things he needs to be doing, but he's like, I'm gonna now sit down for three hours and funnel all this water. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it turns out that Sean uh, trained David uh, down to fuck uh, David from the basement. <laughs> On Mike, the board at Cairo I don't want to talk and, that uh, way about David. He's our angel. Doing the night show. Speaking of David and speaking of handsome, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. Buddy Holly is not like like um, movie idol handsome. No. But he is handsome and he does look like David. So mm. put that in your image search, in your Bing image search. <laughs> like I did. And smoke it. <laughs> All right. So that's it for Wednesday. I got note, through that fast, didn't I? That was my fastest day for ever. For you, that's yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Thursday, number 2772, the full Trebek, the only show that was a reasonable length for this week. Yep. <laughs> Rudy's dog- dogological clock has adjusted to the earlier time. Of they course. make a point of saying that. It only takes that, one day of being yes, fed. Yep. Rudy's dogological like, clock is 5 a.m. It's 5 It's 5 Now Luke is getting up at 5 no matter what because Rudy will make sure that it happens. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. He's done yep. now. That's five forever. Um, yes, they say that they have to do a show of a reasonable length because Luke's jogological clock is ticking. I'm not going to lie. I laughed at that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, they start talking about how Andrew made a snack of ramen last night, and he said that he just pours the water in and leaves them until they soak into mush. Ew. What? Gross. Ugh. I've done that before, but only by accident, you know. Uh, you, then you just end up drinking it. Like if you leave a pint of ice cream out on the counter and you forget well, about it. Like, okay, well, here's a milkshake nice milk. I'm going to drink in 10 seconds. Until I was maybe like, I don't know, 15. I thought that the way that you made ramen noodles, like the you know top ramen, was this is how we did it in my house is we, we made the noodles, drained them, and then stirred in the packet. So it was just noodles with like dust mm-hmm. on them. Um, It wasn't soup. I thought it was really weird that people made them into soup. I had no idea that that was a soup until halfway through my teen years. I mean, I could see it either way. It was good. I mean, it's stronger. It's still, yeah, make your blood pressure Mm -hmm. go up. And let's face it, when when you're staring down some ramen at whatever time you're staring it down, (laughs) it's going to be, it's going to hit the spot no matter how badly you prepare it. Yep. Uh, Luke says that when he was doing his hunt for i don't know things to eat after his breakdown his alcohol fueled breakdown he found some expired ramen in the back of the cupboard and so he threw it out yeah and now he feels guilty because he was like well probably ramen would uh survive the apocalypse right which i assume and salty noodles expire it's so preserved and he talks about how he is indifferent to noodles, which I don't understand. But if he is indifferent to noodles, then whose ramen was this? Is this Carrie's ramen that he threw out? Come on. He's not indifferent to noodles because he's been spending the last half a year trying to find alternatives to noodles, like zucchini <laughs> and eggplant. Uh, there's a quick... If you're eating some bullshit noodles, you like noodles. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's all I yeah. have to say. Yep. There, there is a quick little thing that I found entertaining, uh, where Andrew revealed that "Calm down, little bow wow" is a catchphrase that he and Genevieve use now. <laughs> it was coined by Nick Jarin. I don't remember it when he was on TBTL one time, but now anytime 
anybody on TV or whatever get a little excited. He and Vives say, calm down, little Bow Wow. <laughs> uh, I made a it's note cute. here that Luke's meme game is off point. Off point would oh. be the opposite of on point. It, we've referenced already how just embarrassing his Twitter it's is. So bad. And boy, the memes he's been posting. Yikes. Whoa. Uh, at this point, Luke decides to forward promo the top story on Alex Trebek by doing the Daryl Hammond, Sean Connery impression on SNL Celebrity Jeopardy and just mangling it in a way that, I mean, even for him, that was bad. And then he, oh, I don't know, what do we call it? Luke explains the concept behind the Celebrity Jeopardy SNL sketches. <laughs> sketches. I'm like, we need this? There are people that don't know this? All right. Uh, they come back from the break with talk about Master P. They didn't play Master P, did they? They just talked about Master P. No, they P. did. They played a little oh, they bit. Played a, yeah, they did. Say, and then Andrew uh, had to go back and post and beep all the expletives because it was so bad. Um, but that Well, means- he thought Master P was little Bow Wow's dad, right. but I think he's someone he's else's someone dad else's because, dad. yeah, because Master P played pretty serious basketball like not nba basketball and then masterpiece son went to usc on a basketball it's little romeo but i don't think it had yeah yeah, 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 yeah. none of this had anything to do with little bow wow <laughs> so i went and looked up so the song that they played just because i was curious about it and what cracked me up about it it's called make them say uh but it's spelled u-g-h which is how i <laughs> express annoyance <laughs> Make them say, ugh. <laughs> I do that all the time. Ugh. Well, uh, what comes out of this is that Luke says he's decided that he's not going to listen to music that uses the word bitch anymore. Of course, he says the B word the whole time. It's like, I'm not going to listen to the B word anymore. We can say it, Luke. We can just say bitch. Um, at least he's not going to listen to music. Congratulations, Luke. You're, you're really... You're really- I feel so liberated. Um, but at least by men who use bitch in a in a song, he's not going to do it. I guess ladies, we're allowed to do it since we are them. We are bitches, so um, we can... Were they? Yep. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Stop. I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I think it's not... I think at some point you have to put your money where your mouth is. You can say that you support mm-hmm. women and you support... Yeah, I don't know. No. I'm not anti him saying it. I'm, I'm right. him doing it. I'm just, you know, I'm over people like trying to pat themselves on the back over something so bullshitty. Right. But you can't say that you support women and then listen to music that degrades women without being a massive hypocrite as far as I'm concerned. Try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did get a nice through your phone from Ellen, who was really on fire Uh this week, she says, at the risk of being shrill, I will happily give the guys my lady card waiver for five songs that feature the word bitch if they can talk about a movie with strong female leads, a.k.a. Thelma and Louise, without first saying <laughs> they didn't really pay attention to it. Oh, my God. Yes. There was some discussion of Thelma and Louise, which Luke like, wants to talk about, but he's never seen and Andrew saw a billion years ago and they can't remember exactly what happens and they don't really care. So what was the point? 
Brad Pitt happens. That's all that's important. Without a shirt yeah. on, right? <laughs> that's, that's really the only important thing that came out of that their, movie. Their, their right, lack of, of movie and knowledge fellas? has never stopped them from talking about a movie. <laughs> and I just, I, I personally threw my phone, you know, across the country when they were talking about what's eating Gilbert Grape um, because they thought that maybe they, they had to cut a hole in the roof to get the bomb out. They burned <laughs> oh, the God. house down with her in it. It was pretty dramatic. How do you forget that? I've never seen it. Thanks Details. for the spoiler. Oh, it's 25 years old. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> uh, well, let's go on to another really exciting topic, which was tax talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know how much of this we want to cover other than Andrew's not even going to bother deducting his work expenses anymore with the new tax structure. And Luke says... You know, his accountant is fine and professional and all that. But what he really wants is an accountant who will just go and skirt the edge of legality for him so that he can get absolutely every deduction or whatever that he wants with just this side of being criminal. Of course. Uh, okay. I did the show on the boat on the boat once. So <laughs> Write it off. So all my boat fuel is now tax deductible. Yikes. The boat I fuel mean, I ran out of when I was That's, that's the, the kind of thinking that takes you to a, a rough place eventually. I would rather be comfortably on this side of legality and not skirting the line, Luke. But, you know, you do you. Uh, top story is this Alex Trebek interview in Vulture. I'm really tired of them talking about mm. Alex Trebek. It wasn't oh, that interesting to begin come with. Come on. Uh, the big money quote in this article is when Alex Trebek brings up Me Too and says that women can also harass men. And his totally. example is the movie Disclosure. <laughs> oh and I was God. like, buddy, you, you know that was fake, right? That well, movie. It reminded me of the, the last controversy when he when he was talking about how he went to a small boys Catholic school and he didn't know anybody who got molested. Therefore, right. So that means that that, not real. that didn't happen yep. anywhere. Yep. 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 And he okay. says, All right. <laughs> that's nice. That's a nice world sure. you live in Alex Trebek. Yep. Yeah. A nice Canadian world. Uh, he <laughs> says that it is a scary time for men. Gross. Uh, and Luke, oh, <laughs> very correctly. It's so awful. Lord. Luke, very it's not, dude, dude, it's not scary. It's not scary. If you don't do any shit wrong. <laughs> right. So just don't do anything wrong and you shouldn't be fucking scared. Also, we've been scared you for thousands idiots. of years, so like, fuck off. Right. <laughs> right. Let they and them have their say because we've had ours. Luke very correctly says that if that's where your brain goes, you're probably a bad person. Uh, Luke's ready yeah. for Trebek to be gone from Jeopardy. He says, yeah, it'll be weird, but it's only going to be weird for a day or two. I felt that way about the Dan prices, Patrick. right? Oh, yeah, you know? me too. Yeah. When Bob Barker left, I thought, how can it ever be the same again? But then, you know, Drew Carey's there and whatever. I don't really That's watch right. Prices Right anymore. Rich Eisen, Dan Patrick, fine. let's get some new blood in there. Yeah. Uh, Luke says that the, the Jeopardy conceit of they give the answers and you ask the question is stupid, which it is. I mean... They're just relabeling the terms. Uh, and they talk about Jeopardy's strategy for a while and that Alex Trebek doesn't like it when people jump around the board or don't bet a lot on the Daily Double. Luke says uh, he doesn't like it when people jump around the board either. Why don't they just work their way up through each category? 
and that hunting for the Daily Double is stupid because it's just as likely to be in any slot as any others. And we got the final throw your, well, not the final, whoops, the uh, throw your phone from Kristen on this where she says the Daily Double is never in the 200 or $400 level. That's why people jump around in the mid and high level parts of the categories. Come on, Luke. <laughs> and if he has watched enough Jeopardy as he says he has... He should know this. Come on. Just dumb. And then they do 74,000 blurs days. Luke's number, not mine. He said it. Uh, and at this point, Felt like it's it. pretty close. <laughs> there, yeah. There was a, a wishing of a twin, a happy blurs day. And they start talking about what is the difference between fraternal and identical twins is. And Luke says that, all identical twins are fraternal, but not all fraternal twins are identical. Um, let me, let's see here. Um, from Justina, nothing makes me throw my phone faster than a science issue. I know you all know this, but for the sake of my blood pressure, identical twins are not fraternal twins. Should I volunteer to explain the birds and the bees to Luke and Andrew? And then also from Amy, who is a twin herself, she says, I need a PSA about the difference between identical and fraternal twins from the lady scientists because I'm too lazy to holler it aloud anymore. And I'll take a crack at this and you can correct me, Meredith, but I think this is a good way to think about it. Fraternal twins, two sperm, two eggs, one womb. Identical twins, one sperm, one eggs, split after fertilization. Yep. One is not a it. subset of the other. Yep. There is a, a a theory about a third type, which is where um, the egg splits and then each half of the egg is fertilized by a different sperm. Because oh, some yeah, heard of that. fraternal twins do look very similar or almost identical. It's like the um, Olsen twins, I think, are fraternal twins. They're not identical. Are they? But they look yeah. so But they look much so alike. much alike. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I guess it might be hard to, to keep them straight until you get it straight in your head that there are just two types, right? Yeah. Mostly the identical kind, which are identical, and then the fraternal <laughs> kind, which are not identical. Like, it's just not that tough to keep straight. How rude. How rude. <laughs> I'm really sad that like my my twin knowledge is relegated <laughs> to the Olsen twin. <laughs> hey, whatever works. You got more man. than me. I just wouldn't have spoken up on it. I don't know any of this bullshit, but I'm I don't talk about it. I'm like, okay, twins, cool, all right. Well, and I think Good that Andrew Andrew may have known that something was not quite right in that <laughs> statement, but it's like he got flustered and he yeah. couldn't figure it out for himself so i'm not really high on either burbank homeschooling or catholic mm -hmm. schooling yeah. at this point especially not when it comes to reproductive science yep so that is the end of thursday okay let's go on to friday 2773 there's no hurglers among burglars <laughs> which has made luke laugh so much for some <laughs> reason <laughs> i don't get it um he starts talking about um, how when he was doing, I think it was Livewire, there was a Seahawks game going on and he needed to uh, basically block out all the haters and not learn the, the outcome of the game before he was able to watch it. So he turned his phone on Do Not Disturb, which, which doesn't do what he 
thought it was going to do. <laughs> he was still getting those uh, those those notifications popping up. They're just not going to make a lot of noise and, and, and all that. Yeah, it just doesn't buzz. Yeah, right? so you can still see the messages. Um, you'd have to yeah, turn it, off the notifications. It glows, it glows, and you look at it, and you go, oh, Seahawks are up. Seahawks are down 14-3. Because he has to be on his computer or his phone or whatever. Messed up the first hour of my solitude. Yeah, he has to be chatting with somebody in the booth while he's doing the show, so that has to be open, Mm -hmm. and you you will still see those messages. So, um, he managed to watch the game remotely on his DVR. I'm glad that we live in this future where this is possible. I I remember when I first got a DVR, I was like, why isn't that possible? If it's digital, it's there. I should be able to access it from wherever. And I'm glad that that's finally true. I still watch. Jeremy and Christie's DVR, even though I have access to all the, I'm I just yeah. like seeing what they're doing, sure. you know, seeing what they're watching. Yeah, um, he skips around a little bit, but I think um, he talks about how he skipped uh, going out for drinks with the Live Wire people after the show. Um, he's very proud of himself for for resisting this uh, temptation and instead he goes back to his hotel room he said he turned the heat up to 85 and stripped down to his underwear and ate a domino's pizza i don't need that visual <laughs> i'm glad he's sober but like keep it to yourself bro i know finger why? towels were involved I'm sure they too were. Why so does Anne's he have... probably really going to go into a coma over this one why does he have to have the heat up to 85 i don't, I don't understand so that weird. I don't know. I don't like any of this this image. It's awful. Um, he talks a little bit about um, being on an airplane and, and just like kind of drinking anything. He says he just likes to drink liquids on airplanes. Um, okay. <laughs> this goes goes back to the like special drink. It doesn't have to be alcohol. Um, but I, I kind of. Well, you should. You should drink liquids on airplanes. They're dry. So you don't, yeah. you know. Nope. You yeah. know how I feel about those airplane bathrooms. Not using them. Oh no 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 no! You don't you don't drink a bunch before you get on the plane, but just drink while you're on the plane, and then you can pee when you. You have get to off. be strategic about it, so you don't fill. Depends up. on how mm-hmm. long the flight is. It does, yeah. Sometimes I'll dehi- I'll dehydrate myself during a uh, a road trip, so I don't have to stop. I'll do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Luke has been having a lot more like coat hook moments lately. He was talking about you know listening to his his earpods on the or earbuds on the um on the plane and watching the sunset and. Um, he seems to be kind of reveling in these little moments a little bit, and I'm happy for him about that. He seems mm-hmm. to be having a nice time. Um, he talks a little bit about how sobriety's been really easy for him, <laughs> and that's um, great. Um, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Um, this just makes me really nervous. Yes, yes exactly. He starts too. talking in this overconfident way. Well, like, and I think I mentioned this last week, too. Like he, th- he seems to think that now he's a superhero who can do anything and has all this time in the world. And I just worry about him overextending himself or crashing and getting disappointed. Or Right. This is, this is not like where we hope he skateboards into the plate glass window <laughs> no, no. at the airport because of his hubris. Um, like I totally want him to be so successful with this, but I just get a little nervous feeling when he talks about how easy it is. Yes. Well, I, I think of it in the way and Luke's like this, but I'm like this. And sometimes when I've been on a diet or whatever, <clears throat> I've lost some weight pretty easily and thinking I'm looking really good. And, you know, now I, I really feel like I could just like eat, um, you know, one piece of pizza and it's fine. And it should be, except that like I am me and I always like get, eat four and and then it's like and then it, I gain weight or whatever you know it's like this cycle of kind of thinking you're good and then 
um, doubling down on whatever bad stuff you're doing. And I get nervous that he's like going to start thinking, I got this. Like, I'm level headed. I have this. You know what? I could have mm-hmm. like one gin and tonic. Like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I could have one gin. I could have one vodka soda. And I'm totally cool with it. And then all of a sudden it's, you know. Rich is coming over again and we're having to deal with this. I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I get he's overconfident and, and maybe, maybe it's okay if he, he does have a screw up or whatever. That doesn't mean the end of it, but it does make me, he's just a little too overconfident about yeah. where he is. It's been like what, right. two weeks, not even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think statistically, I don't know this off for a fact, but I think most people do relapse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty common. It's pretty normal. Um, and you have right. to be strong enough to deal with that and not let it destroy you. Hillary, <sighs> you really nailed it, you know, because he, he wasn't physically dependent on the alcohol. So he didn't really, you know, go through anything yeah. physically awful yeah. when he got off of it. So that's there's that's not a deterrent no. in his no. mind. You know, if he has a gin and tonic or a vodka soda or five or ten of them, yeah. he he doesn't have the fear of going through physical withdrawal again. Uh, so, it you know, relapse will be a pretty easy thing to do. Not that he not that he's going to do it and not that he would it would even qualify as a like a m- massive disappointment because clearly he can take it or leave it. And he might take it again, but he can leave it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not like really worried about him because a lot of people are wringing their hands over this. I'm like, yeah, he might drink again, but he seems pretty committed to overall sobriety. So, you know, he'll get it done. Well, he talks about how he's associating drinking booze with bad feelings, which is, which is probably a useful strategy for him. So he saw somebody drinking Mm -hmm. in an airplane and he just was like, oh, they're going to have a bad time. Um, so, yeah. you know, and, and Andrew kind of identified with that saying that when he sees people, people smoking, he kind of <laughs> visualizes them as old and dying of emphysema in the hospital. He really went far with that. I, he really did. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's harsh. Um, I don't remember. But effective. I, whatever works. Like he's not, you know, I don't believe in thought crime. So, you know, he's not telling anybody like you're going to die if you keep doing that. Um, you don't need to get in someone's face about it, but, um, you know, whatever keeps them on the, the path they want to be on, it's. That's fine. Um, Luke gets pretty real about how he was feeling like he might be unworthy or unlovable, but this, all the support that he's been getting from his family and his friends and the listeners is showing him that he's really not. Um, so that was very sweet. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. He seems, I think this whole week, he's just seemed a lot more like grown up <laughs> all of a sudden. Like he was being nice to Andrew. He was apologizing for being a jerk yeah. off to him several times this week, like criticizing him for using YouTube and then criticizing him for using Spotify. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm an <laughs> asshole, aren't I? That was pretty, was great. pretty great. That was pretty great. Um, they talk a lot about um, Nirvana's first song, uh, which was a cover. And I did not write down any of the details of this, and I don't really care. No. Um, a lot of music talk. I, I listen at one and a half speed, so the music stuff really sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's got to be And terrible. I tend to ignore it. Hey, another chipmunk's <laughs> yep. hit. Uh, hey. um, they talk more about people they've seen on planes lately. Luke uh, saw somebody's will on a plane, and he made great pains to, to, to point out that they didn't look like they were about to die. Luke, you don't have to be about to die to have a will. <laughs> it helps. It does, but like... You also don't know what's going on to these people. It's just a bunch of weird assumptions that he made. 
it's not crazy or morbid to have a will. It's a it's a responsible adult thing to have a will. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew talked about seeing a uh, talking to a Mormon lady on a plane. I don't know what the point of that was, but it led him to talking about the the Bible boy that he saw on the plane who had the sniffles. Um, he offered the guy a tissue, and it ultimately led to the guy asking if he could pray for Andrew. And this was a topic of discussion in our chat this week. Like, what would we do in this scenario? Andrew, you know, he doesn't want somebody to pray for him, but he didn't also want to have a confrontation. So he said, sure, and put his headphones back in. And Luke pointed out that maybe this kid meant let's pray right now, which would have been, he says that he would have said, oh, no, 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 let's not do that right now. So what what happens when someone prays for you, like in this case, Andrew gets this dude's prayers uh, you forget about it, and then you die, and then you're at the pearly gates, and uh, and was it Saint Peter? Is that the pearly mm-hmm. gates guy? Pearly gates. Guy. He's like flipping through pages, and he he's looking. He's, he's looking, a he's security looking. guard. Oh, tissue guy, let him in. <laughs> we got a good word from tissue guy once on you. So yeah, but he's in. I mean, is that how that works? Why is the guy praying yeah, for him? Because he was nice? I mean... I or because he was looking at porn on his, <laughs> you know, iPad. I get why people what? do this. They think they're doing a good thing. It makes me uncomfortable, and I wish people wouldn't do it for people that they don't know are into that. Oh, um, God. It's awful. But they think they're doing a nice thing, and they think it's great. So I, I don't think there's any harm in it. You know, I'll usually no. say, like, oh, okay, thank you, and bl- brush it off. Um, I don't get in people's faces about it, but uh, it's a weird yeah. thing to do for somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. A weird thing to say to yeah. somebody you don't know their religious situation. Because, like, what if I'm better than you? What if I'm better than you? <laughs> what if you? you need my prayers, buddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think you're better than me? You're going to pray for me? Uh, so I'm... I had seven drinks. Uh, <laughs> stop judging. I, I feel the same way as Andrew. I'm just, I'd be like, sure, knock yourself out. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, then yeah, if yeah, yeah. if they indicated that they wanted to do it now with me, I would say, oh, no, no, no. Thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the, the, the GoFundMe homeless Marine scam is discussed at great length. And uh, Luke has to point out these couples, this couple does not look like uh, grifters, whatever that means. Sure, Luke. <sighs> whatever um terrible story They're too good looking to be criminals right, right? yes yes i think exactly. that's i think that's what he meant um never held me back <laughs> el guapo right here Gu- el guapo in la gordita el <laughs> you were el gordo for a while there mike it it's spanish for the handsome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's a terrible story and those people all suck and yep. uh i'm glad that that it's getting <laughs> right uh, well, it's light. a little bit of a, a cautionary tale. I I think because the guy was a veteran, I think a lot of times when you have a military person involved in that sort of things, people have such feelings about the military. That's why they raised $400,000 oh, yeah. instead Absolutely. of the $10,000 mm-hmm. goal. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something to think or about. Or my nephew here. with these $0 that he's raised. <laughs> well, that's family. because he's not a Marine. That's because he's a nothing. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I did not listen to No Point, so <laughs> what? Mike, you want to take that one? Did anyone have any thoughts about No Point? Because I can't no. even. I have something to All say. Right. It didn't come up during No Point, but it is about sports. All right. Well, Luke we went on at length about how former 
University of Washington running back Rashawn Sheehy ended up in the XFL, which is a it was a one season Vince McMahon sponsored professional football league. He said Rashawn Sheehy played as he hate me, uh, which was a running back for the Las Vegas team in that XFL. He Hate Me was actually a running back named Rod Smart who went to Western Kentucky. What? Rashawn Sheehy was a running back for the University of Washington Huskies, which Luke said that he rooted very hard for, who actually was drafted in the third round by the Kansas City Chiefs, played a couple of years, and, and then never played again. Luke thought he was talking about how what a revelation it was when he found out that He Hate Me was actually Rashawn Sheehy. And on this program where we're talking a lot about thee or they or them, uh, this confusion seems particularly stark because the only the only similarity between Rashan Sheehy and he hate me was a pronoun in the <laughs> in the middle back of the name. Of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's not count on Luke or me or anyone in the patriarchy figuring this shit out anytime soon. That's all mm. that's all I have to say. That was my throw your phone. I threw my phone out the window, then I went outside and grabbed it and threw it across the street. <laughs> and then I went across the street and threw it into the goat pen and let them have their way so, with it. So so let me make sure that I've got this straight. Luke said that Rashid Sheehy Rashan. did I get that right? Rashan. Yeah. <laughs> Rashan, whatever. Rashan Sheehy. Was he hate me in the XFL when he never played in yeah. the XFL. He never oh, did. Boy. Okay. Rashad Sheehy never did. He hate me played <laughs> in the XFL. I got it. Who was actually Rod Smart, who was, I think his right. actual name was Trotius Smart or something. Oof. Like that. How did he get yeah. that so, so wrong? Is that what he always does with sports? Is that why you're so mad all the time, Mike? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's convinced of something that has no basis in any fact. Well, and mm. Andrew is just new at at it enough that he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Sure. right. Uh, so he's yeah. kind of gullible. And right. so his audience is that of an Andrew that is like, sure. Well, yeah. Andrew doesn't have the knowledge to fact check him. And Luke always sounds so convinced that he's right. Yeah. Oh, when God, he's... he was convinced. And But but the thing about the listenership for, for uh, TBTL and LRB is – in general, y'all are just not interested in sports. So we didn't even get to throw your phone right. on this. Um, <laughs> while I was like rushing to get out of the shower this morning when I heard it, because I was like, I, I can't forget to talk about this. I cannot forget to bring this up because this this is the worst. This is like watching um, Trump on, on television, just lying. You know, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, this has nothing to do with reality. We need to get on this because he saw she, he, and turned it into he hate me. And that is not right. This is egregious. It cannot stand. Right. It will not stand. Cannot stand. I hear you. All right. Music for your weekend. Andrew <laughs> gives us, I listened again at one and a half speed. So I don't know if any of these were good. Um, our Girl with I Really Like It. Luke brings us Tame Impala with Yes, I'm Changing. And listener Annie uh, brings Don Gibson's Blue, Blue Day. And that's it. I think I okay. fast forwarded through all of them, so I don't. Yeah, I, I can't tell you if okay. they were good. I know. Same. 
I think we were all pretty much done with the week. Yep. Uh, housekeeping. <laughs> Buy stuff from us. Merch. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 10710.com forward slash shop. Archive project. Get in touch with the nice lady, Christy, and uh, she'll hook you up with a week. Buy stuff through our Amazon link at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. And the earbuds and earworms show this week is and was your first punk rock song. What got you into punk rock or maybe what turned you off to punk rock? I don't know. I don't know you. <laughs> so that's it. All right. Uh, get involved. Uh, littleredbandwagon.com is our website. Throwyourphone.com, which really, guys, like get into it. Y'all been using it a lot, but you might be our source for all TBTL knowledge <laughs> uh, in the next coming weeks. So we appreciate it. Um, come to our Facebook page, but you are not allowed to show what time you woke up. I'm like, you can't. That's will you will no, get we'll reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zuckerberg we don't will care. throw you out. Um, the show Twitter is at LRB podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Fax Bobby at 617-354-8513. Still no butt pictures. (laughs) Dang it. Um, And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Watch my Adam's apple bounce while I say I fucking love you guys. Oh, boy. That was a terrible clap. Nailed it. <laughs> was that bare? No, I, like, missed that my... Early. I got the side of my hand the first time. You the missed? The worst possible clap. <laughs> I'm sad. I've got to be free Free to face the life that's ahead of me On board I'm the captain So climb aboard We'll search for tomorrow on every shore, and I'll try, oh Lord, I'll try to carry on. we had We lived happily forever 
so the story goes But somehow we missed out On the pot of gold But we'll try